0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The most striking thing about the new X Men is its generosity didn't have to be as inventive as it is or as stirring. The production didn't have to lavish money on an elaborate time-freezing sequence, to take one example, but it did for the sake of pure delight. The film isn't flawless. Sometimes too much of a good thing gets to be a sprawl, but X-Men Days of Future Past feels important while it's happening and satisfying once it's over. That's my definition of a really good time. The film turns on time travel from a grim future to the not-so-distant past. In that future, Manhattan is a ragged ruin, Moscow is a frigid wreck, and persecuted mutants trudge through subterranean tunnels that make Apple's 1984 Super Bowl commercial look like a walk in the park. The X-Men are fighting and losing a war of survival against giant machines called sentinels. So Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is sent back in time to enlist the X-Men's younger selves in changing human history and improving the odds for our species. Wolverine's destination is 1973. That's when events involving Jennifer Lawrence's raven and her very special DNA become or became, depending on the time frame, a pivot point for humanity. The 1973 setting provokes plenty of laughs at cultural artifacts, lava lamps, pong, ding-dongs, sloshing waterbeds. Peter Dinklage is Dr. Bolivar Trask, the villainous inventor of the Sentinels. President Nixon is part of the proceedings. He comes off better and worse than you might suppose. You never knew about Nixon's role in putting the Sentinels into production, but then you probably didn't know that JFK was a mutant. And in a film that's as remarkable for depth of feeling as it is for action, Roberta Flack's The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face resonates with a haunting scene that brings James McAvoy's younger Charles face to face with Patrick Stewart's grave embodiment of the old man Charles will become. At moments like that, what's gone before and what's to come merge so powerfully that it's easy to believe these mutants with singular gifts are figures in a larger plan. But an action-adventure stands or falls on its action, and the set pieces here rank with the best of the genre, busting a prisoner out of solitary confinement in the bowels of the Pentagon, repurposing RFK Stadium into a corral around the White House, and that wonderful time freezing sequence in which Evan Peters Quicksilver not only stops a screenful of people and objects in their tracks, but rearranges them ever so carefully with an artist's eye for composition. A small army of artists has contributed to the film's vision, the director, Brian Singer, the writer, Simon Kinberg, the cinematographer, Newton Thomas Siegel, and the production designer, John Meyer. What they've all done is all of a piece, and it's dazzling. I'm Joe Morganstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.